Pastor Leslie Dory coming to you from Owensville Assembly of God. We want to welcome you to our broadcast on KTUI Radio. Our hope and prayer is that this ministry will be a blessing and an inspiration to your life today.
There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. title for our message today is The Majesty of the Unveiled Christ. Our text is found in Revelation chapter 1, verses 9 through 16. I, John, who am also your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Thyatira, unto Sardis, unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girded about with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire." And his feet like undefined brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shining in its strength. 
John begins by identifying himself as a brother and companion in tribulation in the kingdom of Jesus Christ in verse number 9. And we know that John lived in the midst of persecution. At that time, Christians were being tortured and killed daily. And we see that he himself was banished to a tiny, rocky, barren island in the Aegean Sea known as Patmos. We know that John was one of the original twelve. He was known as the beloved disciple and follower of Jesus. It had actually been over 60 years since John had seen his Lord and Savior. His eyes were dim with age, but not his spiritual eyes. He knew who this man was. That was declared by the prophet Daniel, the Son of Man and the Ancient of Days. But I believe that John's revelation of Christ still reveals some wonderful eternal truths that speak to us today. First of all, I believe in verse 13, we can see that he is the commanding Christ. In ancient times, this was the recognized apparel of authority, of dignity and royalty. A long robe was the clothing of spiritual leaders, whether it be the high priest, a king, or a judge, and we know that Jesus is all of these. Paul said in 1 Timothy 6.15, in speaking of Christ, who in his times he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In chapter 1 and verse 8, he describes him as the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. And Paul tells us in Philippians 2, verses 10 and 11, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So he commands our love, our worship, our devotion, our obedience, and our very lives. Secondly, I believe we see from our text that he is the consecrated Christ in verse number 14. And we know that snow describes the purity of the king. And we know that the Lord Jesus is the only man who never had a guilty conscience. He was the only person who ever lived that never had to confess a sin. For the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 2 and verse number 22, who, speaking of Christ, did no sin, neither was any guile found in his mouth. The writer in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 26 described his nature, his character, as one who is holy, who is harmless, and who is undefiled. And when Jesus was being condemned to die and he stood before Pilate, Pilate had to declare in Luke chapter 23 and verse 4 that he said, I find no fault in this man. And we see that white also speaks of honor and it speaks of wisdom. And we see from the record of the Gospels that even as a boy, Jesus was speaking with doctors and, and professors of law and they were amazed and astounded at his wisdom and his understanding. And Paul tells us in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 3 that it's in him, in Christ, who are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Truly today, 
He is the great counselor. He is the one who has the answers to all the questions of life. And then thirdly, in verse number 14, I believe we see revealed that he is the all-comprehending Christ. His fiery eyes have a vision that penetrates. And we know that Jesus cannot be deceived. He sees every thought. He sees every deed and every motive. John declared in John chapter 2 and verse 25, speaking of Christ, that he needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. We see examples of that in the Bible, in the Gospels. We see in John chapter 4, uh, when Jesus met the Samaritan woman. He knew the woman at the well. He knew everything about her life, her experiences that she had. And then in Luke chapter 19, he knew Zacchaeus, that little man of short stature, who climbed up that sycamore tree so that he could have a glimpse of Jesus. But then fourthly, in verse number 15, I believe we can see he is the condemning Christ. And you might ask the question, how is he condemning? I thought God, I thought Jesus was a man of love and compassion and mercy and grace, and he truly is. But the Bible also tells us this in John chapter 3, verses 17 and verse number 18. He said, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. But then he goes on to say in verse number 18, He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already, because... He has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And so we know from the Scripture, from the Word of God, that Christ will usher in judgment upon all those who reject salvation that is found in Him. We see Paul declares in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, He said that the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with His mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then going back to the book of Revelation in chapter 6, it shows us a scene that at the appearance of Christ, it says that there will be individuals who will say to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? And then also we can see in verse number 15 that he is the communicating Christ. The communicating Christ. We see John now moves from what he hears from sight to sound. He said that he heard a voice sounding like many waters. And this was the same voice that we find in the Bible that calmed the storm on the Sea of Galilee, that spoke to the wind and waves and said, Peace be still. It was the same voice that spoke and taught his disciples about the principles of the kingdom of God. This was the voice that called and spoke everything into existence, the creative voice of God. This was the voice that called Lazarus from the dead in John chapter 11 that cried with a loud voice and said, Lazarus, come forth. 
then also it is the same voice that we see in John chapter 10 and verse number 27, where Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And we know that his will be the voice that all in Christ will hear one day and will be gathered to him in eternity. John chapter 5 Verses 28 and 29, Jesus said, Marvel not, or don't be amazed at this. For the hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. And the Bible says, Some shall come forth to eternal life and some unto everlasting condemnation. But we see also from verse number 16 of our text that he is the controlling Christ or the one who has control and power and authority over all things. Back in our text, we see the seven stars he holds refer to his sovereignty as Lord. And the stars are the angels or the messengers of the churches, and we see the Lord holds them in his very hand. This moment, those who are his own, those who are his church. For Paul declared in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, that Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. It is his by right of redemption because it was purchased by his own blood. And Jesus declared in Matthew 16 and verse 18, he said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So it is his church, we are his people by virtue of his redeeming grace. And we have the promise that Jesus gave to us and to the church in John chapter 10, verse 28, that they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So we have the peace and the security and the assurance as we follow Christ that he will keep us. And then in verse number 16, we see that he is the conquering Christ, the conquering Christ. He is holding a deadly two-edged sword. And we know that one day he will do battle with the nations of this world, his, and his weapon will be the word of God. For we see in Revelation chapter 19, verses 11 and verse 15, it says, In righteousness he does judge and make war. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, that with it he should smite the nations. We see the writer Daniel said in Daniel 7 and verse 14, speaking of Christ as conqueror and as Lord, it said, There was given him a dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. Amen. And then we see from verse number 16 that he is the compelling Christ, the compelling Christ. Finally, John sees Christ's face shining with all the glory of God. We know that it was once marred, it was once spat upon, but in eternity it shines with the glory unveiled and undimmed. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 12, he said, Now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. 
1 John chapter 3 and verse 2, John says, Now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And as John in our text, behold the greatness and the glory of Christ. In verse 17 it says, When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But in closing, in verses 17 and 18, the Lord spoke to John, and this is what he said. He laid his right hand upon me, saying, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. So my question this morning is this. My listener friend, have you made this same Jesus Savior and Lord of your life? The Bible says if we confess Him as the Lord, as Jesus Christ, and believe in our heart that God has raised Him from the dead, we shall be saved. The writer in 1 John says if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If so... One day, you, we shall all stand before him and glorify Jesus as the only King of kings and Lord of lords. May the Lord bless you today is our prayer.
For tuning in to our broadcast today. If you would like to worship with us, we're located at 302 North Cuba Street in Owensville. On Sunday morning, we have Christian Life classes for all ages at 9.30 a.m., followed by morning worship at 10.30 a.m. Sunday evening worship is at 6 p.m., except on the fourth Sunday 
of each month when we host a Christian film and fellowship at 4 p.m. Wednesday evening Bible study is at 6 p.m. And you can find our Facebook page at Owensville Assembly of God. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your morning. The Lord bless you is our prayer.